Atlanta, Georgia. It's the Zach Ballinger Show, where we help you find your direction through passion and purpose. My name is Zach Ballinger. I'm your host. Thank you guys so much for joining the show. We really do have a special guest. Two ways you can get a hold of us. We are streaming live via YouTube. If you're on YouTube, enter those comments into the comment box. We'll make sure to get to them to me and my guest. Always, you guys can email me before the show with career questions or questions for the guests in the career library. Zach at ZachBallinger.com. You can email me now as well and we can get to them. Without further ado, Ingrid, thank you so much for joining the show today. Oh, my pleasure, Zach. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. So we've got a brand new episode to add to our career library. You are a math tutor. Can you tell us a little bit about your career and how you got there? Yeah. So I've always had a passion for helping people. And even back in high school, I would peer tutor. Um, but when I got older, I found that tutoring would be a great side income opportunity. I have a degree in math. And so it just kind of was a natural fit. And there was a need for people. You know, people had a need to get some help with math. So kind of fell into it, um, asked around, saw who needed some help and, you know, hooked them up with an hour session, maybe two hours if they needed more help and went on from there. Now, what ages do you tend to uh, tutor towards? So when I first started, I started with younger students, but as I, you know, kind of grew in my tutoring, I settled down. I typically tutor middle high schoolers and then occasionally elementary students. And um, what makes you excited about this particular line of work? What do you love about it? It's amazing. I find it's it just makes your day when you see that light bulb moment go off uh, in a student. You could just see that they finally understood something that they had so much trouble with before. Uh, so it's very, very satisfying to be able to work one on one with students and, and oftentimes small group sessions uh, where you see that they either learn something or they challenge themselves and they really have that confidence that they didn't have before they got into the session with you. And, you know, on the flip side of that, you know, I saw your face kind of light up so I can tell you're very passionate about this and obviously you love it. But, you know, behind every career, there's always some challenges. So is there any difficult, you know, things that people should know about tutoring? Yeah. So as a tutor, you're a small business owner. Uh, you aren't just coming to teach and then everything's done. You have to make sure that you have your business elements put in place. So you want to make sure that you have a way of getting payment, you know, communication with the parent. The parent is also your customer as well as the student. So it's a it's a, a job where you need to make sure that you talk, you communicate, uh, you figure out some of the processes of billing. And then if you want to get more customers, more than just one or two, you need to learn some marketing. Uh, you need to figure out how to put yourself out there and let people know about the off of uh, the services that you offer in your unique way. Yeah, I think you've got to make the parent and the student both happy. So that can often be sometimes a little bit of a challenge. Um, I think there's more of a need for this, you know, as the pandemic's moved around and um, we went to virtual learning, we've lost a lot of um uh, almost an educational year in some of these states. Mm -hmm. So uh, more and more people are asking about this career, um, to be honest with you. So I'm really glad you joined. What does a session look like? I mean, how do you structure, you know, 
you know, I know you have to work on the business aspect of tutoring, marketing and doing that, but let's talk about the function of it. How does that work? So let me get backtrack a little bit to the, you know, the, the pre lesson. So one of the things I do personally is I want to communicate with the parent and see what their needs are. And after I do that, I have a better understanding of what the session is going to look like. I will try to do a lot of preparation. Um, What's interesting is that even though we talk about math, there's a lot of varieties in the exact problem set that a student will bring you. So you need to make sure that you are up to date on the type of problems that they're gonna give you before the session comes along. Um, and then when the session comes, I do virtual tutoring. So I wanna make sure before that comes that students already know how to get online, which nowadays I think most everybody does. But back when I started, not everybody knew how to do it. And so we would walk through that and then we'd start our session. I would either go over the problems that they had presented to me or I would come up with problems to test their understanding. And once I got a better feel of what they understood and what they needed help with, then I could tailor the rest of the lesson to exactly what they needed. And then I'd finish up with a summary. So with you doing virtual tutoring, you can almost tutor anybody probably across the United States, right? And even the world. Yes, definitely. It's pretty, it's been fascinating. I've had fascinating. I've had uh, students as far as Hong Kong, Australia, Germany. It's been an amazing, amazing opportunity. Wow. Uh, that's certainly something that the digital world's brought to you. That's pretty cool. Now, um, is there areas of math you focus on or can you do any of them? You know, like I know there's, I'm not a very, big math fan, no offense, but um, no I know there's like geometry, calculus, like could, do you do all the different types of math or do you specialize on a few of them? I find that even though math, you know, you could you can do everything as a math, you know, math tutor, you can definitely put yourself out there and make yourself available to tutor anything. But I find that if I specialize that I can deliver the most passion for what I have and also communicate to the student on um, the exact area that they, ne they need. So right now, my passion is Singapore math. And I love teaching students about the techniques there because I found that long term, it just gives them such a strong academic foundation. So that's my biggest math uh, area right now. What kind of education do you have? What did you have any? Um, first of all, your education, any training or certifications? So as a tutor, your parents are going to look for experience. Uh, personally, I do have a master's degree in education and a bachelor's degree in mathematics from UC Berkeley, as well as a teaching credential. So I have a lot of experience there. But if you find somebody who will mentor you and you get into a tutoring position that you feel that you have a passion for, learn, you know, learn and then grow into that area. And you can pretty much do anything that you enjoy and have a, a fascination for. And, you know, how do you um, attract clients? Because so, you know, the reason I ask this is because um, I have so many people asking about doing this as a side hustle. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's a, a really great career to do that in. Um, so how do you get more clients? You know, you mentioned a little bit about you got to do marketing. What's your what's your kind of advice to people out there listening? I would say start off by um, trying some platforms. So there's a lot of platforms out there. And there's like tutor.com, care.com, there's Wiseant, there's OutSchool. 
I would start with those platforms because it, it reduces the amount of technology you have to build into your business at first. And you can get your feet wet and you can get started um, really focusing on what do you really want to teach and how do you deliver the best service to your clients. Um, and they handle all that tech technology and a lot of the marketing for you. It's going to be a little bit slow and go at first. Um, I found that for myself. But if you stick with it and you build yourself a name for yourself, um, your popularity and people looking for you, um, your the interest in your services will grow. How did you develop this passion for math? Obviously, you must like math because you teach math and you're, you know, you're a tutor in that. Did you know all along that you kind of like math? Were you always good at it? What made you go the math route? So I've always enjoyed math, mainly because my grandmother, my family, um, they invested in me with math. You know, they loved math. And even when my grandma came to the United States, she spent some time teaching me some math. And that, you know, just that intimacy of having somebody care who cares about you, spending some time teaching something to you, um, really, you know, planted that seed. So I have enjoyed math and enjoyed uh, challenging myself there. But I also found that it's a passion for me to teach other people because there were times where math didn't come easy to me. And so I feel like I'm able to connect with students who struggle. I don't feel like, you know, someone who says it's, oh, it's easy. You're just going to be able to do it is going to be able to connect with someone who says it's struggle and it's not going to work. So if I can also show to them that I've struggled at points with my math and that we were able to persevere and then come through it, I want to inspire them that they can do it as well. Now, we actually do have an international audience on Facebook, and you did mention some different countries where you actually do teach uh, or you tutor students. Um, is there, are you, just speak languages just besides English, um, just for anybody out there maybe listening? I mainly speak English. My other languages aren't as strong, but um, yeah, I have students in all the countries who do speak English, and we, we do the tutoring in English. Gotcha. And um, when we go back to your career, you know, let's take you back in a time machine and you're very young. So you, we won't have to go far in the machine, but uh, we go back second, third, fourth, fifth grade. What were you passionate about? What did you dream as a little girl to be in your career? Well, at one point in time, I thought about being a principal, um, an artist, a writer, dancer, choreographer, you know, had a lot of interests. And as I am getting older, I am trying to check those boxes off as well. So I think that finding something that I really enjoy and then building off of that, you know, what else can I do with math? You know, I like to design. So maybe make a math workbook along with my classes. You know, uh, maybe I want to do a book for math. You know, it's all related. But I get to start one place with my passion for helping people and then bridge all these other passions and put them all together. You mentioned that um, that with tutoring experience is um, key because, you know, when you're marketing yourself, people want to know if you have experience um what level of it obviously i would say that they somebody would need a bachelor's degree would you agree with that or, or could you a bachelor's degree in a certain it doesn't even have to be um you know it depends on i guess what you're tutoring so if you're tutoring somebody in the second or third grade 
Um, you may not obviously need a degree in calculus, but um, you know, would there be anything you would recommend there? Or I don't feel like your educational background in itself is a barrier. I've seen a lot of students who are high schoolers who are looking for math tutoring positions and parents want that. They are willing to have somebody who is a peer or more at a peer level to teach their students. You just have to find the right fit for you. You know, a parent who's looking for a veteran teacher for 20 years is not going to be the parent who's necessarily going to hire a high schooler to teach their child. They're looking for something specific. So don't let that deter you from starting your tutoring business. Rather, look for the right fit parent for where you are right now. And um, once you find that fit, it's going to be wonderful. You know, that's a great point. There are, you know, a lot, I know a lot of people and that they do like to have if their their son or daughter's um, friend is uh, really advanced in uh, math or English, um, that typically happens where the parent may just go directly to the student and say, hey, do you mind teaching? Because they already are at their age. So I like that. You're, you're telling them, uh, don't use that. That's not really a barrier to prevent you from doing tutoring, even if you wanted to do it while you were going to college as a side hustle or even out of high school or even during high school. If you needed a part-time job, um, might be an interesting career to get you started. So I like that, that uh, motivation. Um, what skills do you think it takes to be successful in your profession? I think you have to be very flexible. Uh, you're dealing with both the students who may have an up day or a down day and parents who have certain expectations and they want to see their child succeed. And you want to be able to deal with, you know, whatever comes your way. For example, if a student has to cancel last minute, you just got to go with the flow. You know, if a student has uh, worked with you for several months and all of a sudden, that's the end of the time with you because either you did a great job or they just have to move on. You can't take it personally. Um, so you have to be able to deal with whatever comes your way and the more flexible you are and also loving, um, you know, you don't let anybody trample over you. If they've been canceling you many times, you have to put your foot down and show them that this is a serious situation. Your child is missing out on this awesome tutoring that I'm providing. So please don't do that anymore. Otherwise, we can't continue services. Um, so if you're able to genuinely love on people and then also be able to have the business sense to say, like, this is too much. I can't take this anymore. It's not good for you. It's not good for me. I think you could definitely achieve um, a really nice side hustle or career with tutoring. I think, too, you have to have a little bit of a patience because, um, you know, a student like me, if I would come to you, because um, I remember my roommate in college would try to help me with math and, um, you know, it would end up yelling and saying, <laughs> how do you not understand this still? Yeah. Um, so I think there's a level of patience, right? Because, you know, not everybody picks up on it as quick. So it, that would probably be a soft skill you would need to have as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You have to be able to go at the student's pace and it can't be your pace. I mean, that's that's right. It's it's definitely about them first, not you. You're doing it for them. So part of that, a big part of that is patience, being able to redirect them if they're off task and, and bring them back, have a little fun and but still learn. It's really important that every session comes away with some kind of learning because that's what you're there for. Definitely. 
I think I think for something that might be hard for you too, you know, that people need to know is um, if you, the student isn't one hundred percent dedicated, you're going to have to talk to the parent. So that creates another layer of complication to your career because you know if the student's only putting in twenty five percent effort or not engaged during the virtual session, then you almost have to go to the parent, right, and have that conversation. Definitely. It's a team effort. And sometimes I've had to tell parents that, you know, your son or daughter might not be a good fit for them right now. They are looking for something that I just can't provide. Maybe phrase it even better than that. But it's just not, you know, it's maybe not a good fit. Let them go and try some of these other things that might be solutions to the issue or helpful. And then if later on you guys want to come on back, we're still on good terms. It's just not necessarily the right time. Yeah, definitely really noble of you to do that um, because you know a lot of people might take try to take advantage of that and say well why don't we get in a couple more sessions but it's pretty cool that you just say you know look I this may not be the right time or might not be the right fit and I think all coaches you know I've interviewed a lot of different coaches over you know career coaches business you name the coach and um, I think one of the things that's hard is you have to have a little bit of a motivation. And so when I interview the personal trainer, the person that comes to him and says, Hey, look, I want to lose 25 pounds. I want to gain 10 pounds of muscle. Well, if you're still eating a bag of Oreos at night, then that's not going to, obviously that's not going to be a fit because you're not reaching the same goals and vice versa. So um, very interesting dynamic. Got a few questions that came in, Ingrid. I hope you that you would help us with these. So somebody asked, has there ever been a time that you've not been, has there ever been a time you haven't been able to explain a problem to a student? Oh, definitely. I, I feel so horrible when I can't explain it right off the bat. And it's one of the things I've had to learn to deal with. Um, so one of the things is I build that rapport with the student. And so if I can't explain it to them, I just say, okay, you know, we're not going to waste any more time here. This is your time's important. And what I'll do is I'll work out the problem later and get it to you. Send you a text message, a tiny video if I have time. And let me know if that explanation makes sense. And we'll just follow up from there. But uh, yeah, I love math problems, and so if I can't solve one, I will work, 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 work until I can figure it out and send it to you. Awesome. And then somebody else asked, um, is, do you do any webinars or classes that offers people to learn more about a particular math subject? So it's something that I've thought about. Um, currently, I do have classes for younger students. Um, so for the first to sixth grade, we have some classes um, in the Singapore math and also some in um, interesting math competition problems, which is also a side passion of mine. But for adults um, or anybody who's either learning, interested in learning about how to become a better tutor, uh, you could definitely reach out to me and I can share some of my knowledge and maybe point you in the direction that I went. Um, or if you wanna know more about how to teach math, uh, reach out to me. I'm definitely thinking of putting some of those things together. Uh, the next question, if I can, um kind of slim it down a little bit, but it says basically, um, do you tutor in any other subjects? I feel like I'm good at more than just being at math and English. Do you do more than one subject? So at first I would, but as you progress and if you want to make this a career, I would definitely recommend not doing that. In fact, you will be better known for one thing 
than you will be for everything else. So pick the one that you love the most. And that's the one I personally feel like you should market. Um, and then the other ones, you know, you can pick them up every now and then. But if somebody thinks about the restaurants, like it's Friday night, right? Thinks of the three restaurants they want to go to, those three restaurants are gonna pop up right in their mind for a particular reason. And so you wanna be the one that people think of for that particular reason. And so if you're spreading yourself thin across multiple areas, um, then you're gonna have to market each one of those areas. So I definitely recommend uh, what we call niching down. I completely agree. I think it's um, a, a kind of a too broad of a strategy. You really almost have to find that passion, what you're best at, and then what solution can you offer the marketplace? And if you, you know, you go in and say, well, I'm good at English, I'm good at writing, I'm good at history, I'm good at economics, you know, it's going to be like, uh, you know, that's so broad. And how are you going to market yourself? And are you really good at all those, you know, and so um, nothing's going to really stand out. So I think you do have to kind of pick a subject within that. And, you know, it, it kind of with this broad brace brush uh, approach might not might not work too well. Now, if you get started and somebody asks you like, hey, can you can you help in the scientific field? Sure. We're not saying not to to, to, to go and do that. But when you right. want to make it a business, um, it may be a more typical, uh, difficult um, thing to do. Uh, the next question is, is, does any states have regulations on tutoring as far as specific licenses or anything you have to do? Do you have to have a permit or anything like that? Not that I know of. No, I haven't heard of anybody speaking about such things. Um, there are some people who offer like a tutoring certification. Um, that way you can get kind of a broad understanding of what it means to be a tutor and then specific items. I know that I, in my years of tutoring, I have a file of different things I use and try to use over and over again to best meet the needs of my students. So, uh, but no certification that I know of that's required. And the last question is, is when you meet with a parent to talk to them about your tutoring services, do you show them a portfolio or any examples of the work you've done? Um, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, testimonials are big. So if you've worked with anybody, keep those testimonials as well as get their approval. Um, side note on that, but um, I don't. I just talk to them and through the conversation, they are able to feel me out by the way I respond to them, the expertise I bring, as well as they read my bio so they know more about me before we've even met. And if not, I'll just share it with them. Hey, this is my experience. This is what I've done. How can I help you? And if they feel really comfortable and confident after that session, let's go for it. Let's have our first session. For me, it's 100% guaranteed. Um, not everybody does that, but I want them to feel like they want to come back. And if they want to come back and it's a great experience, then let's keep going. We'll keep tutoring. Amazing. So now where can, let's say somebody out there is listening and hey, who knows, maybe they're, they're listening to the Career Library. They may have a student they're actually thinking about that needs this type of service. How do they find you or get in touch with you? So they can reach us at um, support at tampabaytestprep.com. That's our email address. Or check us out on the website, tampabaytestprep.com and, and reach us through that website and that'd be great. We'd love to hear from you and see how we can help you. Awesome. And then any social, is your social media on there in case somebody wants to get a, in touch with you there or any preferred social media communications? 
Yes, it's all under Tampa Bay Test Prep. Um, so you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook as well. Awesome. You know, Ingrid, I know you're busy. Um, obviously, you're you're helping a lot of students. First of all, thank you for what you do. We appreciate your time. Thank you for giving back and coming on the show, sharing you uh, with the career library, what your experience is as a math tutor. Well, thank you, Zach. It's It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Yep. Have a great night. Thank you.